Locked On Podcast Network and Radio.com present Locked On Today. The dance has begun and the field is set for the first round. The latest allegations against Deshaun Watson, plus what teams aren't long for the NCAA tournament. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. The first four got going on Thursday, and after 50 years to the very day that Drake got their last NCAA tournament win, they now have another one as they beat Wichita State 53-52. Drake, the 11 seed in the West, will face the 6 seed USC Trojans on Saturday in the East. It was Texas Southern winning their play-in game against Mount St. Mary's 60-52. Texas Southern, the 16 seed, will face the 1 seed Michigan On Saturday in the West, it was Norfolk State getting the win over Appalachian State 54-53 in a thriller. Norfolk State, the 16, will face undefeated and number one seed Gonzaga also on Saturday and the last play-in game. The UCLA Bruins came back to beat the Michigan State Spartans in overtime 86-80 in the first four of a thrilling night of basketball to open up the NCAA tournament. Joining me now from Locked On Spartans host, Will Hunter. And Will, this was a Spartans team that showed a lot of heart late in the season that came back and got some really big wins just to be in this position. But the season ultimately ends in disappointing fashion. What is going to be your big takeaway from the 2020-2021 Spartans? I think we'll look back on the season eventually when some of the sting wears off and be glad that the tournament streak did continue. And yes, this absolutely counts. We are counting it 100%. <laughs> uh, but it was a very... I was going to ask if yes, it counts. it okay, counts. It counts. Um, were they in the tournament? Were they in a bracket? Oh yeah, it counts. Uh, but it was just a frustrating season. Uh, COVID issues before the season even started. COVID issues in the middle of the season like most of the team at one point had COVID and uh, there were certainly times where you could tell it affected the team on the court. They never really got to gel. They had games canceled. They were off for uh, two and a half weeks and they never really got their feet under them. And so it was just a really frustrating season all the way through. And it's a little tongue in cheek to say like, we're kind of quietly glad like, cause it's just, it was tough to watch like that, that UCLA game, very indicative of how Michigan State would play. They'd have spurts of great basketball, and then it would just be terrible. And they have blown many leads this season. Uh, And and that game, honestly, happens all the time in the tournament. But that was a microcosm of their season, and it was just incredibly frustrating. But at the end of the day, we're glad the streak did live on. Indeed. As this UCLA team moves forward, how dangerous do you think they can be after what you saw them do? Or is this come from behind win more indicative of the state of Michigan State? I don't want to not give UCLA credit because they made a ton of shots. Uh, Johnny Juzang and um, Hakez, which I learned how to pronounce his name properly, uh, were phenomenal. And they have a bunch of guys who can make shots and they got hot. So I don't want to take credit from them. I think it's more indicative of what Michigan State didn't do, you know, they built a 14-point lead just throughout the the first 
uh, 30, 25 to 30 minutes of that game just by outplaying UCLA. And I think they were actually like a better team overall. It was just UCLA's night and that ankle injury or whatever it was, knee injury for uh, Johnny Juzang at the end there, that's going to play a big role in if they can do anything moving forward. And you got to take into account, they just had a very emotional draining comeback win that went into overtime that finished up right before one in the morning. And now they have a quick turnaround and have to play BYU. So legs could be an issue. It might've been whoever won this game, regardless because of the way it was played was just going to be done against BYU. So I I don't have great hopes for them. If they can make shots like they did uh, in this game, they can certainly beat BYU, but I, I think I would lean towards Uh, the Cougars in that one. Want to beat me in March Madness? Play against all of your favorite Locked On hosts by entering the ESPN.com Tournament Challenge. Search Locked On Podcast Network and join. The winner of this group gets to come on a future episode of Locked On today. Coming up, the latest allegations against Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson. That's next. Today's episode is brought to you by betonline.ag. Just because the NFL is over doesn't mean there still aren't plenty of ways for you to make some money betting on your sports knowledge. And there's one place that has you covered, one place that we trust. That's betonline.ag. And right now, when you sign up for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code locked on, you will get a 50% welcome bonus. That means they will give you money just for putting money in your account. It couldn't be easier. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. There's NBA to bet on, college basketball. Baseball is going to be here before you know it. Hockey, golf is a blast to gamble on. And when you go to betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON, you will get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The Lakers stay perfect since the All-Star break. Anthony Irwin here for Locked On Lakers. Uh, the Lakers take down the Charlotte Hornets 116-105. to uh, Once again, the defense steps up, even despite not having uh, Anthony Davis out there. LeBron James leads the way with 37 points. Eight rebounds, six assists. He tends to do this on uh, against young players who uh, get a lot of attention. He did this to Luca. He did this to Zion Williamson, and now playing against the uh, Lamelo Ball, LeBron James shows out and 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 does his thing. Uh, I do really want to quickly just kind of pose a question to everybody. It's kind of weird that the Lakers are far and away the best defense in the NBA. And you can't really identify a player who is definitely going to get a first-team all-defense or which player will even get a second-team all-defense on this roster. That would be kind of weird. That would be a first for a defense to be this dominant and this much better than everybody else and not be represented in that respect. So it's going to be interesting to see. Will will LeBron James get a, a spot on those teams? Uh, will he get some Defensive Player of the Year discussion? Uh, that's going to be fascinating to watch if the Lakers continue to de- to defend the way that they have, even not having Anthony Davis far and away the best defender on their roster. The Pelicans had a chance to revenge their Dane time loss last night against the Portland Trailblazers. What up, y'all? Pass first point guard and host the Lockdown Blazers, Mike Richmond. Baby steps for your Portland Trailblazers. They won a game that didn't come down to the wire and didn't need Damian Lewis heroics to bail them out. In fact, they won a game where they just played just okay on offense 
and their defense was connected enough to slow down a really good, really good offensive team in New Orleans. Beating the Pelicans twice in back-to-back -back games is uh, no small feat, but it's not this sort of crowning achievement. Like I said, it's baby steps, two steps in the right direction, and the Blazers will get tested again in their next two games and they play a really good Dallas Mavericks team. Two steps forward, see if they can make it three. Listen to Lockdown Blazers. The Bears got a little lighter in the defense today. I'm Lauren Cox from Locked On Bears with some breaking Chicago Bears news. The team releasing veteran cornerback Kyle Fuller. He was set to count $20 million against the salary cap this year. The Bears save $11 million from that release, but leave themselves with a huge vacancy in the secondary, now needing a starting cornerback in addition to a slot cornerback and a starting safety to pair with Eddie Jackson. It's the type of move that reeks of financial desperation, one that would make sense if they were making a deal for a quarterback like Russell Wilson, but with Andy Dalton on the roster and not a lot of confidence in the team building moving forward, Bears fans are left questioning what the master plan is in Chicago. In other Bears news, it appears the Bears know who their starting quarterback will be. Former Bengals quarterback Andy Dalton has been assured the top spot is his and he won't be competing with veteran Nick Foles, saying on Thursday, they told me I was the starter. That was one of the reasons why I wanted to come here. So every conversation I've had has been that. So that's the assurance I'd gotten. Here is another story you need to know. Before we bring on our next guest, I just want to warn you that there are some details in this story that might not be suitable for younger audiences. A third civil lawsuit filed against Deshaun Watson accuses the Houston Texans quarterback of sexually assaulting a massage therapist by allegedly forcing her to have oral sex with him in December 2020. The lawsuit was filed by Houston attorney Tony Busby on Wednesday night and appeared on the Harris County District Clerk's website Thursday morning. Busby said on Instagram on Thursday that there are nine total cases against Watson. So far, only three civil lawsuits have been filed. Let's bring in our Locked on Texans host, John Hickman. And John, football right now is secondary. However, the NFL could choose to take action without the legal process playing fully out. What was your reaction to the events that have unfolded so far? To me, it's it's just when we first heard the news, it came from a prominent Houston lawyer, attorney, Tony Busby, but it was announced via Instagram. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, moments later, maybe within the hour, Deshaun Watson made his post uh, about clearing his name, how he was contacted before Tony Busby even made this public again via social media which is all for me I, I have never seen that before but he wants to clear his name of course uh he was as he mentioned as i mentioned he was contacted by busby and his team for a six-figure settlement before everything became public and since the initial deshaun watson post we haven't heard anything from him nor david mulligella uh, we do know that he has hired his own attorney to fight against this but since that day, we've heard from multiple women uh, with different stories about what has been taking place around Deshaun Watson. As this grew and as more um, uh, accusers came out, more uh, alleged victims come out, you're always going to have 
this building up of sides taking on social media and and just in general. And, and there's going to be a group of people who see this and say, you know, we need to believe the accusers. And that is the important part here, of course. You know, I think that is an important thing in all of this um, because there are going to be people who who automatically dismiss their claims as fraudulent or whatever it is siding with Deshaun Watson. There is also the the thorny side of this. That is the people will see it as um, a prominent, wealthy black man who is um, facing these allegations where he could be being um, taken advantage of by, you know, money seeking entities, it is not the case that you have to fall on one of the sides that I presented. I'm just saying there will be people who do that. I don't want it to seem like I'm saying you either have to be one thing or the other. There is um, a lot of nuance in any situation like this. And it seems like, at least for right now, the prudent course is for us to be patient and, and let the information come to us. Absolutely. Black, white, uh, Hispanic, Asian, it doesn't matter there is a legal process that has to take place. This is the NFL where we've seen crazy stories in the existence of the NFL. Aaron Hernandez, Kellen Winslow Jr., OJ Simpson. Um, So America has athletes, entertainers that we love to put on a pedestal. And when things like this happen, we are so quick to just pick sides, like you said. Mm -hmm. Now, Roddy White tweeted something earlier that was just completely ridiculous uh, about a woman being forced to give oral sex. He believes that no woman can be forced to give oral sex. I think that was tasteless and uh, idiotic, to be completely honest with you. I'm not picking a side. Uh, I believe in allowing the justice system to work. But we have to understand that these are people just like we are and just like normal people who commit crimes that we are so quick to believe then we have to understand that these entertainers and athletes are the same. That's where we stand right now. What's real? What's fake? What's the truth? What's false? Allow the process to happen. What teams aren't long for the NCAA tournament? Our cue of the day is next. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. And we've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing, low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar covered in 100% chocolate on all bars. It really is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Now's the time to decide which Built Bar is the best. It's Built Bar Madness. You, the fans, get to decide the number one Built Bar. For me, it's Coconut Brownie, but for you... It could be chocolate chip cookie dough. It could be cookies and cream. You get to decide. So go to BuiltBar.com or to Built underscore Bar on Twitter and let us know every day we have a new set of matchups that you can weigh in on. Plus, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will be crowned the best tasting protein bar agree or disagree this is the cue of the day one of the most magically frustrating times of the year is here 
It's the NCAA tournament, and before the weekend is over, our brackets will be busted, inevitably. The SEC likely play a part in that busting of your bracket, but which team will it be? Here's Locked on SEC host Chris Gordy. Six SEC teams making the NCAA tournament, but one of them may be on upset alert, and one of those is probably going to be the Florida Gators. They are a seven seed. They were overseeded as a seven seed, should not have been a seven, probably should have been more like an eight or a nine seed. They have lost three of their last four games coming into the tournament, only beat two ranked teams all year, finished 14 and nine overall, nine and seven in the SEC. Trey Mann, very good offensively. He's been really good, but I think Virginia Tech is going to give them some problems. They shoot the ball very well from three. I think that Virginia Tech is going to upset Florida in the first round, and the Gators will be one and done when it comes to the NCAA tournament. For more, keep it locked to Locked on SEC. Check us out, LockedOnSEC.com. The Big Ten has been unbelievable this season, but if there's one team that can't survive the first round, who would it be? Here's Locked on Big Ten host Ben Stevens, or as we like to call him, Big Ten Ben. Well, Peter, I highlight two matchups for two Big Ten teams in this opening round of 64 that I do not believe are favorable matchups. In the 8-9 game in the South region, it's North Carolina in Wisconsin. In the 7-10 game in the East region, it's UConn in Maryland. Although I don't believe Wisconsin moves past North Carolina, I think the experience the Badgers have might help them in this scenario against an inexperienced North Carolina team. So I'm going to pick Maryland and UConn because I do not like how Maryland matches up against the Huskies. Although UConn is on the 7-line current when their rotation is at full health and they might be for this opening round of the NCAA tournament with both James Booknight and RJ Cole. That is one of the most dynamic duos in the backcourt you will find in the entire NCAA tournament field of 64. So I believe that UConn gets past Maryland pretty easily, sending the Terps home after this opening weekend of play, the opening round of 64. And finally, after photos surfaced on Thursday showing the differences between the men's NCAA tournament workout facility that included an impressive array of workout equipment in a large facility versus the women's workout facility that had just a few light hand weights and some yoga mats, the NCAA released a statement that said, in part, this is due to the limited space and that they are actively working to enhance existing resources. The only problem with the statement is that a video then surfaced showing the current setup in the corner of a very large and mostly empty facility. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets, download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on Monday, brackets will be busted. And while your brackets may be busted, we will be here to recap it all. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.